and welcome to What's Pastors Podcast. My name is Robert. I'm Damien. And I'm Steve. And I'm James. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about various topics, including what we're planning to do this year as a company, uh, future episodes of the podcast, and also some recent news involving our favourite um, science fiction BBC television franchise, Blake Seven. Only joking, <laughs> not really Blake Seven, Doctor Who. <laughs> Great joke, James. Great joke. And Thanks. if those jokes are your thing and you're watching on YouTube, why not like, comment and subscribe? And if you listen to us on any other platform, please hit that follow button. Well, if you listen to our uh, first episode of the new year, uh, you'll have heard that actually we recorded that in sort of early December. So this is the first actual episode of the new year um, in terms of the recording dates. And coronavirus hasn't quite yet gone away. Um, No. So... As a company, uh, Hereafter Productions, we're still not able to perform live. We're hoping we'll be able to by Christmas um, for the Panto. But apart from that, we're planning to this year spend most of our creative output doing kind of audio dramas and short films and things like that. Yeah. You mentioned the pandemic earlier. I thought we weren't to mention the uh, pandemic. Sorry. I, I, we won't mention it again after this point. <laughs> we won't mention it again until the not. next time. <laughs> until the next time, yeah. Mentioned it like five uh, times across like three episodes. <laughs> this is like Faulty Towers, this, where um, uh, Basil Faulty turns like Cameron Dutch character and goes, Don't mention the war! <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a range of things in the pipeline. Uh, so we've got uh, an audio drama project that we started all the way back in february last year which had to be put on hold um we started recording it all in person in a theater uh where we all had kind of microphones and makeshift vocal booths and things like that and it and we had to we recorded (laughs) half of it and the rest of it got postponed so we're trying to finally finish recording that but doing it remotely so that's something um we're also doing more short stories this year as well so um we're doing some Welsh language stuff for the first time because yeah, yeah. I believe about five members of the company are fluent Welsh speakers, right? Uh, I wouldn't count myself as one, really. I can speak Welsh occasionally, but other than that, I'm quite rusty. You went to a Welsh language school, though, Damien. So. Yeah, but I was quite the rebel and didn't talk Welsh. <laughs> like the, the, school, the school was like, talk Welsh or you get detention. I'm like, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> I kind of regret that now. Rebel. <laughs> rebel weekend go down. You've heard of, you've had a rebel without a cause. This is rebel without a clue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much the same with me. I went to a Welsh school as well, but like I can hold a conversation in Welsh. Like at work, um, you know, if somebody speaks Welsh to me, I, you know, I, I, to be polite, you know, I respond back to them in Welsh. But yeah. if like they speak too fast or they use big words or whatever, I don't know what. <laughs> so, I, mean, well, I can yeah. understand pretty much every single word they say in Welsh, yeah. but I can't respond. That's fair, right? I can't think yeah. of the words mm. to say. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it is, yeah. unless you're sort of fluent in it, it is a difficult mm. language, mm. you know, to think on the spot. But, yeah. yeah. So I think it's only really, it's me and Freya are the only two that aren't sort of, you know, Welsh speakers, uh, approaching Welsh speakers, yeah. Maybe if you you all and her, right? If you are reading it, it, yeah, might be yeah. able to. 
Yeah, I'm not asking you to translate it from English in real time. <laughs> oh, no. No, definitely not. That would be quite impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm Chloe what, um, What's Pass's podcast? Green Damien. Benny Green Damien. That's quite good, then. Well, then. <laughs> I can do it like that weirdly enough, but... And another project we've got coming up is uh, a series of audio dramas, um, which we're going to do a little preview of the first yeah. episode of that a little bit later in the episode. Um, but okay. we're looking forward to those. It's just detective crime series. It should be quite fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so plenty of stuff so, in the pipeline yeah. this year. I was going to say, yeah, that one that James just spoke about, yeah, it's a, it's a comedy rather than a drama, I would say. Yeah. Yes. And uh, this series, uh, it actually it stars uh, Stephen as the uh, the kind of main character alongside Lynn Cuffin, who uh, has been in a couple of things for us now and directed uh, one of our productions as well. Uh, so they're they're kind of a crime fighting duo. Uh, and the idea came from a photo that was taken of Stephen at a murder mystery dinner. Um, he's he's making rude gestures at me um, uh, a few years ago and uh, uh, when we saw this photo we found it quite funny and we started making up ideas about like a character that looked like that and eventually led us to come up with the idea for this series so um, we'll probably put an Im- yes. put that picture on screen now for you to yeah here you are guys look at that beautiful hair he's got <laughs> Please have a good laugh. Oh, that yes. was actually natural. He grew it <laughs> for that role. <laughs> Strange thing is, though, seeing him beardless. Yes, that, that was uh, that was a while ago. That yeah, picture. it's always quite disturbing. Wait, uh, yeah, <coughs> sure. <laughs> now, Steve disturbing. has a really Steve has a really short beard now. Like, like yeah, yeah, pretty short beard. Um, but a few episodes back uh, with this podcast. His beard was like Santa almost. <laughs> but, you know, not white. No. But with white strands. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll have seen it on... Uh, you would have seen that on the um, Santa at the Station. Oh, yes. we talked yes, about would, previously. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, a picture of Steve was on the screen on the YouTube uh, video version of this podcast. Uh, the picture was up for quite a while, so you'd be able to see all those lovely white hairs he has. Or had he's shaved them now, but yeah, <laughs> it's another picture you can go and laugh at. <laughs> <laughs> so, also, the the one where you dr- were put in a duck costume um, was which you'll see well. here. <laughs> you can see it now. <laughs> this episode is pick on Steve episode. <laughs> uh. Somebody send help, please. Seen multiple <laughs> pictures of lovely Steve on the screen today. This episode. Yeah. Enjoy. Stromboli as well. We've already had Stromboli, haven't we? I think in oh, the previous yeah. episode. But if you yeah. forgot what Stromboli looks like, on if you're on YouTube, look here. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, so many iconic characters. <laughs> what other funny Steve moments have we had? Uh, well, there's the Sheriff of Nottingham sat on Caroline's lap. Yeah, we've um, got Stephen with a dummy in his mouth. No, that is not going on. <laughs> You'll see that here. No, you will not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, we respect Stephen's wishes. It's going up anyway. Uh, uh, excuse me. <laughs> no. No. Uh, Stephen is bottom as well. <laughs> um, if you like all these pictures of Steve, then just hit that like button down below if you're watching it on YouTube. Oh, well, yeah. If you if you want to see the pictures, then you more or less have to watch it on YouTube. So just while you're there, hit the like button anyway. Oh yes. <laughs> Show the love for Steve. <laughs> it must be love. Oh, Copyrighted music. Ah <laughs> oh, dear. And uh, oh yeah, and we're also hopefully planning a uh, a short film that we're going to make yes. as well at some point this year. Yeah. The four of us mainly. So um, cool. looking forward to that. Lots of exciting stuff and more yeah. coming cool. this year from us. What what is this? What is this film? Um, no idea. Oh right, you haven't. Uh, yeah, I haven't, haven't made it had any ideas yet. The idea is let's do a short film. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, like, is it going to be like, um, when you say a short film, you mean like, uh, in person kind of film, or you mean like an animation, or? Yeah, I was thinking trying to shoot something sort of outdoors, so that we're able to meet up and shoot things mm. in yeah. person. Okay. But of course, apart. within the guidelines of COVID rules yes. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to film something like they do on the soaps? Yeah, I think, I mean, the idea is so far just to do a, a kind of 10-minute short film that we film yeah. outdoors <laughs> on location somewhere with a small cast and um, kind of partly just to kind of hone some of those techniques that we're going to use mm-hmm. hopefully in the future for uh, that film that Tom's written. You keep forgetting the title of that, don't you? Homicidal. <laughs> Homicidal. That's it. <laughs> I've got it now, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hopefully when we can meet up and uh, not in lockdown, hopefully we're going to read through it and yeah. um, get started on it. We would have started it by now, like ages ago. It's just obviously we've been held back a lot. So Yeah. When Homicidal wins the uh, Oscar for Best Film, uh, <laughs> we're all going to be sat there at the Oscars and they're going to say, and the award for Best Film goes to Homicidal. And I'll be like, oh, damn it. Wait, isn't, is not that our film? I can't, it's, I can't. It is our film, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a few days ago... The news was released in, I think it was the Mirror, um, that Jodie Whittaker is leaving Doctor Who at the end of the next series. Um, yeah. The Daily Mirror, I, th- although it's not been confirmed, the Daily Mirror have have a good track record with breaking news related to the show that's come true. Mm. So, uh, but it's still unconfirmed at the point of recording this. Are you being paid to part of the Daily Mirror, James? <laughs> <laughs> this episode was sponsored by the Daily Mirror. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, uh, did she actually say that she's going to quit, or because I'm thinking like uh, more or less every Doctor has done like three seasons, and she yeah. she's done three now. So is that just coming up to her uh, end of a? I don't know the contract or has she actually said that she's going to quit i 
I don't think she. It, well, it hasn't been confirmed, so we don't know yet. But sh- this, the next series that airs this year, will be her third. Yeah, it doesn't feel like mm-hmm. she's had three seasons. To be fair, it's because of the content was just no. so little. Bad. There's no story behind it. Yes, I think also there's few, fewer episodes as well because yeah. it yeah. was the last two series have been ten episodes, <laughs> and then this series is eight because of COVID. They've cut yeah. the numbers of cut the number of episodes down. Mm. It doesn't feel yeah. like at all like it's any content to not not necessarily content to enjoy. It's more fulfilling content, you know, that mm. makes people feel like this is a season. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of coasting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it hasn't. None of the episodes has actually brought anything to uh, the Doctor Who show at all. Like, if those episodes weren't made. It, it would still be the same. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's it, it's important to stress that this isn't about Jodie Whittaker or any of the no, cast no. or the fact that there's a female doctor or anything like that. It's, you know, the the writing, right. I think, has been pretty lacklustre. The mm. writing and directing, in my opinion, really, but uh, Chris Chibnall has tried his best with it. I've got to say, though, he's tried his best with what he's been given. Hmm. Yeah, so, and same as all the other writers and um, casts and everyone. Yeah, and I think th- I think the, the problem is he's a very safe writer. He, you know, he's the kind of person that's good at writing to commission. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's what you really need for a show like this. You need someone that's kind of got a lot of creative yes. drive and lots of ideas. Mm, I agree. And, yeah, yeah. Um, you do. You know, I kind of hope I would rather that. If it, you know, if it were down to me, I'd rather that Jodie Whittaker stays, but we have a new showrunner mm. um, rather than the other way around. But there you go. Um, like that, uh, I keep forgetting his real name, but his character name is Orion. Um, when he first was uh, on the show uh, in his first episode, and he first met uh, at, at the Doctor the f- for the first time, he was. Um, from what I remember, he was shocked that aliens existed. Um, but, like, <laughs> the Earth has been invaded by the Daleks, it's had a Christmas star, the sky's been set on fire, and all of those, and then he's shocked that aliens existed. It, mm. It's like, what, how? why do people keep forgetting that stuff happens, or has happened? Yeah, I quite liked that with the the kind of Russell T. Davis era that yeah characters on earth remembered pre the previous events you know it kind of helped with this kind of continuity and this sense of this is all yeah. existing within a world kind of thing yeah which makes sense but now in the recent episode where the well these fake daleks um tried to take over earth again um they tried to take over the earth again uh well Prime Minister in the show was like, these new Daleks can help, etc. And nobody remembered that the Daleks invaded Earth and stole planets and etc. Is you know, yeah, it's kind of strange I, to me. I think there was it was a nice idea in theory to have like, yeah, very topical. What with kind of issues around the you know, police brutality that are so. Uh, so in focus at the moment to have this kind of industrialised weapon on the streets and in everyday life 
yeah, it was a good idea, but I just mm-hmm. problem is I didn't really do anything mm-hmm. with that idea. Yeah. My um, fa- my favorite was... my favorite bit of that episode though was when they were on the bridge, the real Daleks versus the fake Daleks. The real Daleks was like, please identify yourself. The fake Daleks was like, we are the Daleks. <laughs> Real dogs are. You are not Daleks. <laughs> you are obsolete <laughs> or something. <laughs> yes, we are the real Daleks. <laughs> Conversation's weird. If I find the time, I might uh, edit your uh, put a ring modulator on your voice to make it sound like an actual Dalek. <laughs> cool. Go for it. <laughs> so who who would we want to see as the next Doctor? If if Jodie Whittaker is leaving, who would we want to see? Well, I think for me, I I don't have a particular person in 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 mind uh, i don't mind if it's male or female i i don't mind as long as the uh the quality of the episodes improve um but for me i i'd like to it, it probably won't happen i mean i don't i don't know but i'd like to see someone that's a bit more unknown to take the role oh, yeah. because that yeah. could uh push their career uh you know it could you because know, the show is like uh, watched worldwide, right? So, you know, anyone stepping into that role—that's a pretty big role to step in. So, you know, it could boost somebody's career. So, um, yeah, I just like to see someone unknown. So, what wasn't that sort of like um, Matt Smith? Wasn't he a bit like that at the time? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was kind of unknown. He kind of yeah. unknown, wasn't he? Yeah. And now he's known everywhere around Hollywood. So, yes. His agent, when he was cast, um, was a woman called Wendy Pabry, who was a companion in the 60s. Oh, right. Oh, right. Interesting. <laughs> Just a really, really sad bit of trivia for you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that. What was the name of the companion that she played, you know? Zoe. Who was the doctor? Uh, Patrick Charlton. Oh, right, okay. Uh, yeah. late 60s yeah, yeah I think yeah I think I agree with what Rob said I'd if it were down to me I'd want to see someone who is kind of unknown um, you know rather than yeah I, I I don't know I mean you always hear uh, you know bookies bets about like oh it's going to be this famous actor yeah. or this famous actor or you know it's going to yeah. be Olivia Coleman or Chris Marshall or yeah. Daniel Radcliffe or whatever, you know, or Benedict Cumberbatch. And it's like, yeah, but the, this show has a, a really good track record for picking either unknown actors or actors who you just think, really? That's not, you know, like John Pertwee, for instance, was known as a kind of radio comedian. Yeah. And then, you know, and then he was, so when he was cast, it was like, why have you chosen this guy? You know, or, or like Catherine Tate, it was like, yeah, Catherine Tate, the the woman best known for Amma Bovard as a companion, <laughs> and then she was brilliant. You know, so. yeah, I think she. So was... I, I want someone either implausible or unknown. Yeah, I think I, I think yeah. I think Catherine Tate was pros- possibly the one of the best companions they had. Her and yeah. David Tennant, you know, on the show together was was great. I think. You were saying earlier about um, about uh, possibly having plausible actors. I don't think that magic will work again. In uh, realistically, just with the current state of um, of how the show is. Yeah, like, I can I kind of see your point. I I just for me, I wouldn't cast someone that 
you know, I think when people say, oh, uh, why don't we cast Eddie Redmayne? You know, it's like, well, the reason you shouldn't cast him is because you already know exactly what type of character that yeah. is. You know, like mm-hmm. you're yeah. getting another version of Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. You, know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want someone who's a bit less known. Yeah, I think. Can I put my name in the hat? <laughs> yeah. Oh, then yeah. We'll, oh, I so see. then we'll have a leprechaun doctor. Excuse me. <laughs> the first, the first Welsh doctor. Yes, that'll do. Welsh doctor. Yes. I think the main thing is, I think, in terms of just reinventing the character as well, like finding a new way to interpret this character. What you said then kind of takes me to an idea that my brother and I had. Oh. Which was about. In a way, it's the Doctor's resolution to the show. It's um, the Doctor of Forgiveness. It probably might... um, The person we had in mind is a familiar face to to Doctor Who, though. Mm. Which is... um, Is it Georgia Tennant, is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, Which is... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. um, Um, Previous Doctor's daughter. Yeah. As well. Being David Tennant's daughter in the show. No, no. Um, um, Was it the fifth Doctor, Peter Davison? Yeah. No. Is it is it the fifth one? Yeah. That's yeah. it yeah. his yes. daughter. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Tis. Oh, okay. That's what he meant, but Georgia I was thinking Tennant's within I was thinking within was was one of the yeah, Georgia Moffat, yeah. Her father was a doctor, isn't the fifth doctor. But, uh, but anyway, the idea of it was for her to be the face of forgiveness where the doctor forgives his or herself. Mm-hmm. Well at this point herself. The Doctor forgives herself in the end. Uh, she didn't, similar in the way of Peter Capaldi not knowing why that face was chosen. I see, yeah. But in a more, in a kind of obvious way, um, that this face I've chosen for a reason. I know who I am, but I want to know why I chose this. And um, in the end, it's going to be where the... But this, bear in mind, this idea we had was before, um, before the new master came along. We had this idea that um, the master came back, sort of similar behaviour to how Missy was, and in the end, the doctor has to have one final decision, where um, after she forgave herself, whatnot, and she ends up giving her life. It's her life or everyone else's. Oh. In the end, she chooses to um, risk her own life to save everyone else, pretty much mm-hmm. as she does every episode, really. But this time, she really does die. No regenerations. But she passes the... Uh, as she's dying, she tells the Master, carry on helping people. The Master does, during some relationships throughout the series, and doesn't want to become the Master anymore. doesn't want to be called the Master anymore. The master wants to leave that past behind, and become the curator. Which, as I've stated earlier, the curator is from the fiftieth fiftieth anniversary. Yeah, and that would be a nod to that episode. Wouldn't be a direct thing, and possibly wouldn't have uh, possibly be an ending to Doctor Who altogether, and its uh, and its um, spin-offs. But it would be a nice ending, in my opinion. So, talking of uh, Doctor Who. Um... And uh, Captain Jack come back. Do you, do you think that might be a nod to Torchwood returning? Mm, I doubt no, it. No, no. I know they. Visited. I know they did some audio <laughs> Torchwood stuff today. Um, 
But yeah, they do. There's, they have a monthly Torchwood range. Yeah, oh, cool. but I don't. I don't think they bring Torchwood back. I mean, I I, I really enjoyed that show. Um, yeah, but I, I think if they bring it back again and try to get new ideas, I think they, like with many shows, if you try to stretch it out, you'll it it'll show that you're starting to run out of ideas. So I think they should leave it as it is because it was. I think I think it was really good. So um, I've never watched Torchwood. Haven't you? No, I've never seen it either. No. Oh, you should. You call yourself a Doctor Who fan, James. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you realise, James, that the word Torchwood is an anagram of Doctor Who? I did know that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's public public knowledge at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but let's put it this way: Torchwood. It has four seasons in total, um, yeah. and it's uh, the entirety of the show is a lot better than any Jodie Whittaker episode. Oh, right. So I think you'll enjoy it oh, yes. a lot more. It's more, look, yeah, then. yeah. Okay. It's more of like <laughs> Christopher Eccleston, David Tennant kind of era, a, mm. a Doctor Who style yeah. of episodes. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Who would we want to see as the master? Ooh, I don't know. Ooh, good question. That is a good question. Stephen Michael Bennett. I would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael. I think we should, yet again, go for something that's... I think we should go for a person who is not as known, but has been around the the um, uh-huh. film and TV business. Yeah. Just someone who's had a bit of experience. Yeah, that's fair. But not at the same time. Yeah. I said that. I can't actually think of anyone (laughs) (laughs) off the top of my head. No. Something that would be a really interesting master would be Peter Dinklage, of all people, in my opinion. Uh, Hmm. Do you know who Peter Dinklage is? Is he the guy from Game of Thrones? Yeah, he played Tyrion Lannister. Yeah. It'd be an interesting version, really. Yeah, like, yeah. I yeah, yeah. don't think I don't think being the master of a um, British TV show would be his cup of tea, but yeah. Olivia Coleman. <laughs> no, 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 she's in everything. Yeah, uh, I think they should make a TV show where it's just Olivia Coleman playing every character <laughs> as a kind of self-aware comment on the incestuous nature of British drama. <laughs> Just going back to the Doctor, I just really thought, just came to my mind now, who I'd actually like to see as an actual version of the Doctor, not the um, cartoon version, is Richard E. Grant. He, he has been in an episode of Doctor Who before. Yeah, um, from what I can tell, oh, he's been in a few episodes of Doctor Who anyway, as, yeah. the, gri- as the Great, great intelligence. intelligence. That's it, yeah. But it would have been nice to see him as the Doctor, because that was planned at some point. Yeah, the... Schalke, isn't it? Scream of the Schalke. I've never seen that. That's it, sorry. What I, what I would have liked to have seen before John Sim or Sims became the master, I would like to have seen um, Sir Derek Jacobi be the master for a bit longer. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> Big Finish has got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> they done, they've, they've done like six series of The War Master. With uh, Derek Jacobi. Oh, they? They're really good. What, what's Big Finish? It's, that's the audio drama company oh, that does right. the Doctor Who cool. stuff. Yeah. They call him the War Master alongside like, 
supposed to be like alongside the war doctor. Oh yeah. Is the idea. It's a bit of a retcon, but he's he's really good. Yeah, yeah. In those. Yeah. They're a bit sure. darker, a bit more adult mm-hmm. as well because it's the doctor doesn't show up. Um I've listened to the first series of that. It's really really good. No Okay, so uh, now we're going to do a short segments from the first episode of uh, of this detective series we were talking about earlier. And um, this is a scene where uh, Stephen's character, Willie, um, he's kind of the main character, meets with his boss, played by me. Um, and this is from early on in the first episode. It hasn't been finished yet, so there might be a few changes made, but uh, we hope you enjoy. Come in. Ah, Fitzwell, come in, take a seat, have a biscuit. Thank you, sir. Now, Fitzwell. Willie, sir. Willie. Willie the kid. Willie or won't he? <laughs> <Huh? clears throat> Listen, Willie, you've been working here for a while now. Six years and three months, Mr Bathurst. Quite, quite. And, um, in that time, I don't suppose anyone's told you exactly what it is we do here at Bathurst Petting Zoo, have they? I... I don't understand, sir. If I've been neglecting my duties in any way... Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, you misunderstand me, my dear boy. (laughs) As far as you know, our business is bunnies. We rescue them, take them in, feed them, nurse them back to health, and ultimately put them on display for members of the great British public to coo over. Mm -hmm. Only, I'm afraid we haven't exactly been telling you the whole truth. I know this may come as a bit of a shock to you, To be honest, sir, I have had my suspicions for a while. Oh? The albinos. They're just regular rabbits painted white, aren't they? What? Uh, No. And a family season ticket isn't really great value for money, is it? When you do the maths. No, Willie. And some of the rabbits aren't even rabbits, are they? Willie. They're hares. Willie, this has nothing to do with rabbits. Nothing to do with rabbits, Mr Bathurst? Have you ever wondered why the senior members of staff carry guns, Mr Fitzwell? Hmm? Well, well, I thought it was in case there was an accident. You know, like what happened to poor old Dennis. Ah, yes, Dennis. And what exactly do you think happened to poor old Dennis? He, um, startled one of the bunnies. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Willie... Have you ever heard of such a thing as a man-eating bunny rabbit? A small, fluffy herbivore that suddenly goes wild and eats an adult man? Well, it is, thankfully, quite very rare. (laughs) And not even leave a trace behind? Not even a spot of blood? What are you saying, sir? I'm saying that Dennis Pooley wasn't killed by a bunny rabbit. Uh, you'll have to wait six to nine business months to uh, hear the rest of that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Business months. <laughs> well, there you go. Character voices and scripts to be finalised. Yes. It's a later date, but yeah. uh, that's the first time we've read through that at yeah, all. Yeah. So, that was yeah, really good. That. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Looking forward for the rest. Probably now a good time to mention, Rob, that you're in this play at one point as well. 
Not that I've told you um, yet, but... Uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thanks um, for finally telling me. <laughs> so this next bit of our podcast um, is going to be another tip uh, for actors. Um, if you remember, we did... Uh, well, I read a tip, uh, a tip out uh, a few episodes ago. I can't remember which episode that was. Does anybody... Remember which episode that was? I think it was episode six, episode seven. Right. Okay. Well, if you want to hear the first tip, it will be in either one of those episodes. So <laughs> just check the previous episodes out. Um, this one is not going to be as long as the first uh, first tip. Um, this tip is uh, for when you are entering the room uh, for your uh, audition. Uh, so, many actors spend half of their careers just trying to get their foot in the door. What they forget is that the casting director wants to see the rest of their body too. Your objective should be to make an entrance that grabs the attention of everyone in the room. Most casting decisions are made within five seconds of you walking in. It's almost worth, after five seconds, asking if you've got the part. Don't blow those five seconds with a boring entrance. Grab the room and each individual in it by the balls. <laughs> Who's in the room? It might just be the casting director or even an assistant, which is their way of saying they already know they don't want you. There could be a few people there, the director, the writer, some producers. Don't just shake, shake their hands. Be friendlier than that. Some actors struggle with the quandary of whether to go for the double-cheek kiss. I would suggest playing it safe and just kissing them on the lips. <laughs> Alternatively, you can impress them with just how artistically minded you are by going further than just a double kiss. Go for 10, 15 kisses. This really says, I'm well-read, I understand poetry, I've been to India and I got on with the poor people there. So uh, this week I'm doing the quiz and uh, seeing as we were talking about Doctor Who, here's a Doctor Who quiz for you. I did, actually did this, wrote this quiz all the way back in May last year for uh, first lockdowns. Oh, damn it, I mentioned coronavirus. Oh, <laughs> what did I tell you? We're going to have to start the episode you? again. Oh, no, all of this three hours of recording all gone. <laughs> God damn it. Um, yeah, this was from a Zoom quiz back in the day. So anyway... Here you go, five Doctor Who themed questions for you to answer. And, uh, okay, question one. The very first episode of Doctor Who was broadcast the day after which major historical event in 1963? Question two. The David Tennant Christmas specials The Christmas Invasion and Voyage of the Damned take character names from which Shakespeare play? I think it's that one. Question three. Which actor, who later went on to play the Doctor, starred alongside Richard E. Grant in the film With Nail and I? Oh, um. That's a great film, by the way, if you haven't seen it. Okay, question four. The 2008 story The Fires of Pompeii is famous for featuring which two actors who would later go on to be series regulars in Doctor Who? 
And finally, question five. Which member of Monty Python played a small cameo role in the most watched Doctor Who episode of all time? Okay, time for the answers. Question one. The very first episode of Doctor Who was broadcast the day after which major historical event in 1963? The answer the answer was the assassination of JFK. Yeah. I put Queen's Coronation. <laughs> that was 1953, I think. Yeah. yeah I knew that one because um, they replayed that same episode the following week. Yes. I know that because I was Yeah, they repeated that. it because... Yeah. No one had watched it <laughs> the first time round. Yeah. I don't know that because I was there personally, because I was not. I just know that because <laughs> a friend of mine who was a big fan of Doctor Who told me that, and I didn't know that until he told me. Stephen was uh, living in the Arctic Circle at that particular point in time, mm. hunting seals. <laughs> well, that's what, that's what it looked like when he was trapped in the ice, at least. <laughs> <laughs> they had to thaw him very slowly and oh, yes. came back to life and he went, Oh, where mammoth? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a caveman now, am I? Yeah, you've always been a caveman. You know, uh, history, history, history shows that, um, that um, humanity grow throughout <laughs> Humanity get taller and taller and taller each century. Rob's not that tall. Stephen was actually unnaturally <laughs> tall for uh, for the, <laughs> the stage. Anyway, moving on with the answers. He used to look up to me and go, "Oh, Stephen Big." <laughs> Stephen Big. Big stone. He is not. Anyway, answer to question two, please. Shock rock. <laughs> okay, question. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, question two. The David Tennant Christmas specials, The Christmas Invasion, and Voyage of the Damned take character names from which Shakespeare play. The answer was the Tempest. Ah, ah. you have the Sycorax in Christmas Sycorax. Invasion. Sycorax, that yeah. would have been. And. Is it Alonso. Alonso. Yeah. Oh. Question three. Which actor, who later went on to play the Doctor, starred alongside Richard E. Grant in the film With Nan and I? The answer was Paul McGann. Yeah. I put John Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reasonable guess. Um, but wrong. Okay, question four. The 2008 story The Fires of Pompeii is famous for featuring which two actors who would later go on to be series regulars in Doctor Who? Now this one I do know. Work on then, Damien. Peter Capaldi and Karen Gillan. Correct. Yeah. And finally, question five. Which member of Monty Python played a small cameo role in the most watched Doctor Who episode of all time? The answer was John Cleese in... The City of Death, watched by over 16 million people in 1979. Well, I just put Eric Idle. That's what I, I don't like. <laughs> oh, imagine Eric Idle as the Doctor. That'd be cool. He's getting on a bit now to do that, though, isn't he? <laughs> yes. In his day, yes, it would have been interesting. I've got four. 
Oh, well done. I, got I think I probably put Eric Idle last time as well. And I'm today's big loser with one. So, that's yeah, a good yeah, prize. Yeah. You can do the quiz next time. <laughs> Bing bong! And that sound signals the end of this episode. Um, we hope you have enjoyed. And if you have, you know what to do. Uh, hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. And comment down below telling us what you think. And if you have any um, ideas for future uh, topics that we can talk about. And if you are watching on any other platform, then please hit that follow button. This podcast is now available on most streaming platforms including Spotify, YouTube and iTunes. Check out the links in the descriptions for our other channels and websites. And on that note, it's goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. And to play us out, here's a song I wrote a couple of years ago and we used it in the recent production of Cinderella in the background of the masked ball scene. Uh, It was inspired by my experiences of going to nightclubs in my first year of university and absolutely hating everything about the experience and it's called Out on the Town. Hope you enjoy and we'll see you next time. Bye bye.
Where I 